This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. When Ilana Gershlovitz's son, David, received an autism diagnosis in 2004, she immersed herself in hours of research around finding treatment options for him. In 2009, she established the Star Academy, providing instruction to children with autism. And this week, she will launch her book, Saving My Sons, A Journey with Autism. And um, she's just told me that she's just picked up the copy of the book. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me, Ilana. I'm so happy to be out today. <laughs> Ilana, so you've got this book. Let's start off with it. You're launching on the 25th of June, Saving My Sons, um, A Journey with Autism. What led you to write the book? What led me to write the book was my experience with um, two of my sons, which your listeners are going to read all about when they get the book. But my oldest son, David, was diagnosed with autism when he was 22 months. And we were basically told goodbye and good luck. Live with it. <laughs> Accept it. Make him comfortable. There's nothing you can do. And in the book, I talk about our journey and how we uncovered treatments for autism. You know, there's, do you think there is a lack of knowledge about autism? I mean, the fact that you're told kind of that's good luck, you know, off you go. You're absolutely correct. There is such a lack of understanding about the diagnosis. And to let you know that according to the Center for Disease Control in America, every one in 59 children are receiving an autism diagnosis. Um, I'm the director of the Star Academy, and I can tell you that in a week we get hundreds of calls from parents whose children have received a diagnosis of autism around the country, and we actually work with children in Africa. So this really has now become a global crisis. Autism is a treatable medical illness, and recovery is absolutely possible. Is there a spectrum of autism? And does it matter where on the spectrum you are, depending on how treatable it is? There is a spectrum of autism. Autism is a wide spectrum, ranging from a child who shows mild symptoms to a child who shows more severe symptoms. They both have in common that the children struggle in communicating and fitting into social settings. You can have a child who can't speak at all to a child who can speak but is struggling to establish and maintain friendships. Now, some children with autism can be stripped of the basic skills to function as a human being. This is what autism can do. So treatment and early intervention is very important, although it's never too late to start helping the child. So I was going to ask you, is it if a child is 15 years old and hasn't had intervention, is it too late? If it's 20 years old, is it too late? It's never too late. Never too late. But early intervention is going to lead to a better prognosis. So some children will recover from autism. Recovery means that they have been re-diagnosed. They are in a mainstream school with no facilitation. They have That's scored... Incredible. Incredible. It is. They've scored average to above average on the IQ and they have been re-diagnosed to having lost their autism diagnosis. Autism being recoverable isn't a new idea. It was already proved in 1987. So for some children, the goal is going to be recovery and for others, it's going to be independence 
and functionality. Now, those are also important goals. So to get back to your question, it's never too late to start a child on the right treatment. And that's actually very important to understand. What is the right treatment? Elani, you started the Star Academy, um, obviously out of a passion to help other people and to, as you say, raise awareness. Um, do you assess and who dictates what that right treatment is? I have a range of experts who work for us at the Star Academy. Every child is an individual. And what we've learned is that if there's one individual with autism that we've assessed, there's one individual with autism. So no one child looks exactly the same. Therefore, we can never group these children together. We have to design an individualized IEP which is what we do for them. And we will assess them across all the developmental domains and then identify which skills we need to work on to make them more successful, to help them with their communication, to help them to be able to have those skills they need to be socially successful and to go to school. Now, I really call on our um, schools, on our Jewish schools, to open their minds to possibility. We need to be fostering an inclusive education program. Um, Ilana, your school, who does it cater for? Our school caters for a very wide range of children. We work with children who have autism, and as we discussed, that spectrum is very wide. We also work with children who have oppositional defiant disorder, feeding disorders, learning challenges, or simply children who've got ADHD, or children who have not been diagnosed, but they're facing a remedial setting. Now, for those children, they are eligible for what we call our catch-up kids program, where especially if we... We can get them in grade R, grade 1, even before grade R, 1, grade 2, grade 3. We can work with them to catch up their delays so that they can remain in mainstream. We don't want them to go to remedial school. What age group do you open from? For the children on the spectrum, you know, so... It doesn't um, make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. We're working... It's not not grade one. (laughs) No. So our youngest child that we work with is 17 months, and our oldest is actually 50. Okay, so you will take anybody who needs the help. Correct. And then we have, we assign a team to every child or adult, and that team the consists, comprises a case manager who will design and manage the program, and then our trained expert instructors who have been trained in something we call applied behavior analysis. And they will then deliver each individual's specific program. Elon, I also see that you've opened star academies throughout South Africa and in Africa, which is an absolutely exciting um, task. How did you go about doing it? So it really comes down to the parents. And if there's a parent anywhere in the world that needs help, we will go there. And I must say that over the last 10 years, we've really become an expert unit. And we are now sought after not only on the continent of Africa, but around the globe. We are actually servicing children in Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah, in London, in Mauritius. Um, And how we went about it was... Parents from those countries found us on the internet, they came to South Africa, they met with me, and I helped them to establish academies in their countries, which we service, so that they can operate in the same way that we do. Do you travel? 
I do, but I have 230 staff at the moment. So um, our staff are actually young, and some of them haven't been out of the borders of the country. So when these opportunities come up, we actually send them to other countries to work with the children and to live with the parents. So um, they love all these opportunities coming up because um, sometimes they've never been on an aeroplane before. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing opportunity. You know, um, Ilana, just to share, um, what struck me a while back is um, a journalist friend of mine, uh, he was an editor of the Sowetan at the time, had an autistic small child, and he was driving into his gate. They didn't close the gate quickly enough, and the child disappeared for about yes. two or three days. Mm. And I think there wasn't a person in Joburg who had read the Sowetan and knew that story. There wasn't looking out for this child and I wondered to what extent people respond to autism with care and awareness and to what extent people shut it down people don't respond, people are very intolerant, schools are very intolerant um, I call on our schools again to to lead the way. Let us be the light to show the other schools in this country how, that we are inclusive. That we, a child who's got special learning needs, has the right and should get the same opportunity as any other child. And so often, even children who are on the autism spectrum really can be successful in a mainstream school setting. And this is what we do at the Star Academy. We ensure their success in a mainstream school by sometimes facilitating them in that setting. But to get back to your story, um, the parents of children with autism are going through trauma. Can you only imagine what those peri- parents experienced missing their child who was probably non-vocal or had limited speech? That means that child couldn't give his name, give their telephone number. And so a lot of children... Um, they call it wandering. Children with autism can escape. And in America, they have wonderful programs where they will actually uh, give them a guard dog that's been trained or they will have certain ways that they can track them. Um, and they're a lot more alert to this. There's a lot more support for the families. Um, but it is very, very difficult. It's difficult to raise children. Now you're raising a child who's struggling to communicate um, and gets out of that gate. It's a horrifying experience. Mm. I remember the fear that I felt just knowing that the father of the child and what he must be experiencing. And, and you realize then how, how vulnerable these children are. But see now that parents. Exactly. <laughs> so that's now where at the Star Academy, even if this child was non-vocal, we would take them and teach them safety awareness and teach them to be able to, should they be in such a scenario, actually be able to communicate their name, their physical address and the cell phone number of one of their parents. Do you know that we help children who struggle with vocal speech by giving them an iPad with a communication mm, program. Amazing. So um if the child ran out the gates, it's not to say he would have had his iPad with him. But what we actually do with a lot of the kids is we'll take them to pick and pay. And then we'll set up a scenario where we actually have someone try to snatch them. Oh, or we actually run off from them, but we have guards around so that we're watching them. Because even a child who's less able, we want to teach them to have those the skills, skills in that skills kind of a scenario. Situation. We started off the interview by talking about the launch of your book, which is going to happen on the 25th of June. Um, 
next beautiful book. Um, in our last remaining minutes, can you tell us about the launch and if anybody would like to contact you or get a copy of the book? Yes, so um, it's going to be launched in Johannesburg on the 25th of June at Exclusive Books Hyde Park. The launch is going to be 6 for 6.30. I would love for people to join us, parents, teachers, occupational therapists, psychologists, medical professionals. Please join us. We speak in the book about the latest treatments, how to recognize the illness, what to do about the illness, how to support the family. So we would love for for people to attend. And then the book is also going to be launched in Durban on the 9th of July and in Cape Town on the 30th of July. Well, congratulations on the book, Mazel Tov. And really, what an incredible work that you do. And keep keep going because there's clearly a need for it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. And just before we go, my message to parents who are raising a child with a learning challenge, autism, ADHD, or any difficulty is to never give up hope. And that is really the message of my book, Saving My Sons. There is always something that can be done. It's never the end of the road. Our purpose is to take the darkness in our life and to turn that into light. On a beautiful note, we'll leave that interview. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.